Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We have a great episode for you guys today. We are going to start off with best of the internet and then we are going to dive into an NFL week 14 recap as well as a summary of our gambling picks and how those went. Great episode for you guys. Let's go. Okay, and welcome back. Today is Tuesday, December 14th. We're going to start off with best of the internet. Before that happens, Sammy, I have a a sad story to tell you. You see, I'm only wearing one AirPod right now. Did you lose your other AirPod? Not only did I lose it, I was getting an Uber last night. I was getting out on the corner of my block. And for those of you who might live in New York City, at the corner of every block, there are these storm grates that uh, allow rainwater whatever to run down into the sewage system and as i was getting out of the uber i had my airpods in i take the my left one out to go put it in its case i drop it and it rolls directly into the grate and i'm like damn this this is this really sucks but i might be able to get it back so i take the grate out of the out of its place and start like digging around a little bit in the sewage to try and find the airpod not like there, there was like a there was like a. Did you a put your feet there. inside it and go inside it? No, I kind of I lay I lay on my stomach on the street and then had my my upper body over the hole. And there was actually a, there was a straw down there like a trash straw, so you just kind of pick around. But it was just absolutely vile. There were cockroaches everywhere, and I did not find the airport. I think it must have fallen like all the way down into the sewage system. And you know all the cars that drove by at like one thirty in the morning. I was about I was an absolute psycho. And yeah, it was just overall a real bummer. Would you like to share what you were doing getting out of an Uber at 1.30 a.m.? I had come back from a very fun night out. What were you doing? It was a Monday night that was so fun at 1.30 a.m. Uh, just hanging out. Just hanging out on Monday night. I don't know why I need to get into personal details on I'm the just, podcast, Sammy. I just, I just thought it was interesting that you said you were on a Monday night getting out of an Uber at 1.30 a.m. I don't have I don't have anything. I don't have school anymore, Sammy. I can say it whenever I want to. So Chris does not have to disclose his private information to the public, so we're going to we're gonna just move on. But very sad to hear that. Uh, yeah. That seems, that's just disgusting. Well, how I, I, how deep is it under there? Yeah, it was, wasn't. It's like I'm surprised you couldn't find maybe. it. Like, the AirPod's white. It should like stand out among the gross. Yeah, the issue sewage. is that there's, there's a... Uh, there's kind of like a landing area, like a flat area. And then... To the side of the hole, it like slants down to let the water run down into the sewage system. So you think it so rolled it must down have the just, hole? Yeah, it must have. It must have gone all the way down because I did. I poked around for a while. There. There's some gross yeah, it was, things it was in the city. Vile. Did you see some cockroaches? I did. I did. That's horrifying. All right. Thank yeah, you for that bad. wonderful story. Will you be purchasing new AirPods, or are you just gonna stay with one for a while now? No, you can purchase single AirPods. So I'll have to get. Only you can a purchase left. a single AirPod. Yeah. Interesting. All right, everybody, say your prayers for Chris. We're so sorry this happened to him, but I wish yeah. I could see on video footage him crawling around the sewers in New York. That would have been great, great footage. It would not have been. Okay, so all right, is that is that part of your best? Was that one of your best segment? That was just a that was just a uh, a fun story for the listeners. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So, best of the internet. My first story. You might have seen this, Sammy. You heard about um. 
Connor Williams. The seven-foot fat basketball player? Absolutely. So uh, he is a seven-foot tall, 360, and his listed weight is 360. You, you look at a picture of this guy, there's no way he's 360. He's certainly closer to 400 than it's he's It's got to be the 400. There's no way. He's seven yeah, feet tall. This guy is absolutely massive. So he plays for St. Saint, uh, Saint John Fisher, and no one heard about him until they were playing Buffalo, and there were just some hilarious highlights of uh, him running the court. There's one just fantastic video. I don't know if you've seen it. I assume you've seen it, Sammy, where he runs the court, trips, rolls his ankle, gets up, and is kind of limping around, and then gets the ball and tosses an absolute dime to a guy running a back cut. So that was pretty fantastic. And then after that, some of his old high school highlights came out, and he's wet from three. He's just overall an incredible player. It does confuse me, though, how he plays basketball and not football, given his size. I mean, he's just too big to play football. I don't know. But he's absolutely massive and kind of won the hearts of a lot of America uh, over the weekend. I don't think we should be – there's no mockery here at all. It's actually quite impressive. No, absolutely uh, not. He's a D, it's a D1, he's a D1 athlete, correct? I think it's a D1 no, basketball. He's, he's, it's a D3 school, but they play a lot of D1 schools. Why, are they, why was a D3 school playing Buffalo? It just like it, it's not a conference game, but yeah, D three schools play D one schools. He also was a three year varsity football player in high school too. I saw that, so he was a dual. Not sport shocking, athlete. right? Yeah, I'm sure he would have been dangerous on the field. He scored sixteen, po- and he's played in five games this season. He scored sixteen points. He's averaging three point two points a game. He's a freshman still, right? Yeah, he's still a freshman. Uh, he's still a freshman. Yeah, so he I has think three he more is. years. Of- I don't know. Maybe you think maybe he'll transfer to D one school after this. We'll see. Maybe we'll get yeah, some, you, you never know. You never a lot know. Of co- a lot of coaches looking at him now. Yeah, are, are they? Are they? Or is it just... Uh, well, I mean, I saw the YouTube video at 5 million views already, so a lot of people are looking at him. Yeah, I think perhaps with the entertainment value as opposed to the coaches wanting I mean, to I mean, any 7-foot player is going to draw interest. 7-foot, seven, seven 400 pounds? I don't think he can uh, defend a lot of D1. You'd think he'd be dangerous under the hoop. Just throw it up there and just let him do the work. I guess. We'll see. We'll I, see. Don't, we'll I, don't, I don't know how high he can jump. I get he must be. He definitely can dunk. Yeah, maybe, except that... I mean, maybe seven feet. I feel like he can dunk without even jumping. 400 like, pounds. 400 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. He's not 400 pounds. He's seven. He's 360, which isn't that... That's his... Come on. Come on. Look at a picture of him. 360 is not even that heavy for seven feet tall. He's large, yes, but I, I guarantee he can dunk the ball at yeah, seven maybe, feet tall. Maybe. maybe he gets some uh, D1 offers now. We'll see what happens. I doubt it. All right, Sammy, you're up. All right, that was interesting. He's all over. Yeah, he's really all over the internet now. There's just so many articles. He is. Interesting. I saw his uh, Instagram page also. All right, that's besides the point. All right, my first news story. This one is a long one. Not It's... Shouldn't be a long one, but I'm going to make it a long one. All right. This one's very interesting, though. I found this one in the Week magazine first, and I did some research online on it, and tons of articles came up. So I'm going to start off by introducing how this happened. So there's a man named Bob Ines. All right. Just a random dude. Nothing really important here. Uh, he launched a website in 2005 called Rent a Hitman. Rent a Hitman. Obviously, that has some dangerous connotations but it actually wasn't meant to be that way 
rent as in hire us and hitman it was like for a like a website for trafficking and analytics so there wasn't any foul play here right uh, he was just trying to do a website for trafficking and analytics like for computer software or something i'm not too sure but that's besides the point uh, yes it's called an internet security business there it is all right so this internet security business and the website never really took off uh, and he was never able to start a successful company he tried to sell the domain name because it's obviously a funny name that I feel like a lot of people would have a joke with. Uh, there wasn't much interest. Nobody really wanted to buy it. Uh, so he just like, kind of forgot about it and left it to die for a few years. Uh, then in 2008, uh, three years after he started the website, he checked the inbox of the website. And he was stunned to find a few emails. Uh, a bunch of people were asking, how much for a hit? Are you hiring a hitman? Uh, so this is where it starts going downhill a little bit, as you can tell. So just to summarize this so far, he starts an internet security business with a uh, domain called Rent a Hitman. Has nothing to do with any violence; it's just a cool name. But then he leaves it, and people actually start emailing him, asking him if they're renting a hitman. And this gets this gets weirder the more you read into it. But apparently, there are websites like this in the dark, dark web, like where nefarious things go on. So it. It was just weird. I, people found it weird that it wasn't on the dark web. That's the least weird thing about it, in my opinion. But a lot of people who are used to this stuff and like use the dark web were very surprised to find a website like this that's not on the dark web and it's just on the plain internet. Uh, so then this guy had an idea, uh, a fantastic or really stupid idea. His idea was to start the website and actually make it a rent-a-hitman website, but make it a fake website so obviously he's not actually going to kill people, but he's trying to like bait people in to get them in legal trouble. So anybody who would consider, like just to put this out there, a bunch of people like started using the website and actually filled out form requests to have somebody killed. And then the police got involved and they were arrested. So there's a lot more information here, but we're just going to use an example. There is this woman, her name is Wendy Wine. She wanted her ex-husband killed and she went to the website and she filled out a form to have her ex-husband killed. And well, she was totally serious. And the way this guy does it is just to make sure they're serious. 24 hours after they fill out the request, he sends a follow-up email saying, do you still wish to do this? Do you still want the hitman? Yes. She said yes. And then they sent an undercover cop dressed as a hitman to her, to her house. And she actually paid him the money, gave him the, the guy's address. So she was totally serious about this. And obviously she was arrested. Now she's facing nine years in prison. But this isn't just a single case. More than 400 people have filled service request forms on the site to hire a hitman to kill somebody. Obviously, some are jokes. Uh, the police have estimated that 10% have turned into legitimate cases where police were involved. So 40 of them are actually serious and used an online website to try to kill somebody. So this obviously raises a lot of questions. Uh... Obviously, there's no way a serious website like this would ever be on the actual internet, but apparently they are in the, as I said earlier, on the dark web. But people got fooled for the dumbest reason. The guy came up with, let me just read this to you. Uh, maybe Kristen cut off this section while I linger to find the name. One second. One second. I'll just say that I actually did, I read an article about this, I think, and I was pretty shocked by this when I initially heard about it, and I'm no less shocked now. It's just wild that people could believe this stuff and i assume you're getting this right now sammy 
on the website it, it has like the manifesto or something like this ridiculous stuff excuse me chris i was actually gonna go i was gonna go on the website i was gonna go on the website and actually read it to our viewers yeah, please, please do, Sammy. I'm just trying to find this because this was so hilarious to me. Yes, on the site it says it, everyone was obviously scared they're gonna go to prison for this, but on the site it says the website's licensed under the HIPPA, which is the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act, which is obviously not a real thing. You'd have to be dumb to think that's a real thing. But they said that and they like put a, an official document on the website, so people actually thought like they were protected. It makes no sense. So then we go to the website. The first page is rent a hitman is your point and click solution. It says the dark web is not safe, but we are. And then it talks a bunch about the dark web. It says our client's confidentiality is important to us. So rest assured that your information will remain private as required under HIPPA, the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. This is, it looks like a serious website. And it says, got a problem that needs resolving. With over 17,985 U.S.-based field operatives, we can find a solution that's right for you. So they're basically saying they have 18,000 hitmen around the country that would kill somebody, which is hard to believe. And I don't know how anybody would believe this is true. And then they actually have real person reviews, which are obviously fake customers, but they put customer testimonials in there to make it seem legit. This guy named Phil M. from Florida said... Guido and his public relations crew were able to resolve a five-year dispute in a matter of days. Highly recommend. Laura from Arizona said, Caught my husband cheating with the babysitter, and our relationship was terminated after a free public relations consultation. I'm single again and looking to mingle. So obviously, she hired someone to kill the husband that cheated on her. And there's a bunch of just testimonials. And this website, it you want to say it looks real, but it, like some of the stuff it says, it's so ridiculous that... It's obviously not real, but somebody who's very much a little maybe crazy and wants to kill somebody isn't right in the head. I can see why they would fall for this, but yet again, this would never be on the internet for real. I don't know. I feel like I'm really rambling on at this point, but I thought this was a fascinating, fascinating article to talk about that 40 people actually filed a real service request form on this website to kill somebody. And the service request form is still there. You can go there. Like right now, I can file a service request form to have Chris Gumina killed. I can literally do it right now. So I don't know why the website... I feel like now everyone knows the website's a joke, so it's no longer a threat. But a few people are now in legal trouble because they were dumb enough to file a hitman request on an online website. Uh, I think I don't have much else to say about this. I've rambled on for enough time now. Any thoughts, final thoughts on this, Chris? You seem like you're reading something very seriously over there. What's going on? No, absolutely not. Uh, I just I think that anyone who is stupid enough to seriously do this in the first place probably has not been reading the Washington Post, or I think that's where I read this, this article, wherever. Like, I don't know how informed they are about internet stuff, because if they were, they would not be trying to hire a hitman on a website called, like, hireahitman.com. What do you think of this random civilian who's just sitting behind a computer screen, like, trying to catch people and just, I guess he has nothing, not much to do, and he's just trying to, like, catch random people? Like, I don't know, like, it should be... I don't, I don't be... think it's that hard, right? Like, I think that he'll just check the submissions, like, every week or so, and if any of them look real to him, he'll forward it to the police. Like, he must have been really bored to 
come up with this whole scheme. He must have had nothing to do, no, a lot of free time on his hands because this is quite... Well, you explained the whole thing, right? Like, he had the website for a different reason, and then he checked the emails and was like, oh, my gosh, people actually yeah, but want what, me to hire like, what him. It, like, he's not even a former police officer. Like, what caused him to be like, oh, let me, like, make a fake website to try to catch people who want to, like, kill somebody? It just seems like an odd place to go. Well, except he had the website already, and then it turned out people were trying to use it to kill people... And then he was like, okay, it's my civic duty to forward these to the police. I think it's way less work than you think it is. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just have nothing else to say about that. I guess at this point it's probably ruined. Like, I assume nobody else would fall for it now since it's such public news. But I guess it was a good thing. I mean, they caught some dangerous people. So I guess he did a good job to keep it going and use it as an actual police investigation website i guess i don't know it's it's a very interesting story but that one woman who's the main headline is now facing up to nine years in prison so she's in serious trouble but the problem is like you if you like submit like a service request form you can't really like police can't just arrest you based off that right it's just like a like you need more that's why they send like the undercover cop to the person's house like this is actually it's much deeper than you think like they actually sent an undercover cop to her house like he got involved in a lot of like police investigation work while doing this yeah, I mean, except that he's not doing the undercover cop stuff. The police are. That's true. I feel like he was involved, though. All right, that's enough of that news story. That I thought that was interesting. That took a while. But, Chris, do you have anything else for us? Because I have a couple more short ones, but I know you have a bunch more as well. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll combine a couple. So, first of all, we have uh, Brian Kelly continuing to embarrass himself at LSU. First, it was the weird southern accent that he kind of forced his introductory, not like news conference, but when he was talking to the fans at the basketball game. I'm a little confused. Weird... Can you give me a little back? Brian Kelly, was he the Notre Dame football coach? Yeah, now he's at LSU. Okay. And at, at one of the first times he was speaking to the fans, he's not like from the South, and he's lived in Notre Dame for the past like 15 years or whatever, and he suddenly had this weird southern accent, and no one could really understand it because he's not southern, but he'd been there for like a week, and then suddenly started speaking with a southern accent and then a couple days ago um lsu the recruitment stuff the recruits go into this like 360 video kind of thing that that that's kind of cool um but so this video of this recruit kind of tossing the ball around whatever and then brian kelly standing next to him and doing this really strange very awkward dance kind of thing and it's just it's so clear that he's trying to kind of fit into the lsu culture but it's just not working even a tiny bit and it's kind of just embarrassing for him and then in other college football news you might have seen this too sammy uh, at the heisman ceremony aiden hutchinson and cj stroud were both nominees aiden hutchinson is defensive end for michigan and cj stroud is the quarterback for the ohio state buckeyes and Ian Hutchinson was talking about his team's goals from before the season. And he said one of the goals was to beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten, which is perfectly standard, right? Like, they're rivals, whatever. But he was standing right next to C.J. Stroud. And as soon as he said that, Desmond Howard, who went to Michigan, and then Tim Tebow just started roasting Ohio State's offensive line directly in front of C.J. Stroud. And he just was not laughing. And they all got silent for a while, and it was very 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 awkward uh especially an event like that where you're kind of celebrating everyone it was just really odd so 
those are my and I'll, I'll cut the last one so though that's my best of the internet i'm just gonna say i totally didn't listen to the last two minutes because i was just really entranced at the twitter video of brian kelly dancing and i had not pulled yeah. it up and i'm watching it it's awful apparently it's like some like famous lsu song I feel like the culture is very different in LSU football than Notre Dame football. Just thinking about it, I feel like it's yeah. Definitely... I mean, first of all, he picked the wrong version of that song to play. Like he played the Garth Brooks version, not the original that they actually play at LSU. And I, I do agree. I feel like in Notre Dame, Notre Dame, obviously, despite their various scandals of the Christian Church, whatever, like it is like a Catholic school, right? What, so why did you just bring up scandals? What just happened? I was saying just like, because obviously the like Catholic morality stuff aspect of Notre Dame. Oh, yes. You could talk about that in terms of like the abuse scandals within the Catholic Church, obviously. Mm-hmm. But just from a Notre Dame perspective, for Brian Kelly recruiting there, he kind of goes in the living room of the, of the recruit and kind of sits down and talks about Notre Dame being more than just football, right? Obviously very academically high achieving. Um, the kind of moral values of the school about how it's not about just football. It's about the rest of your life. It's about the alumni network, all that stuff. And I think that not to, not to kind of generalize here, but the recruits going to LSU are focused much more on football than the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like most LSU recruits are not going to LSU to go to school. They're going there to play football at LSU. For a lot of kids in Louisiana, it's their dream to play for LSU, so I totally understand it. But it's a very different pitch at LSU than it is in Notre Dame, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just looking at this Twitter. It's actually hilarious. Uh, the first response to the dancing video was, not a whole lot to dance about. Here's your 2022 team recruiting ranking, and they're just ranked 31st with like Illinois somehow. So apparently the recruiting isn't going very well either. Well, it's, it's tough because they fired their coach. So when you when you change coaches, a lot of recruits decommit because they commit to a specific coach. Just saying, it's just funny that some are calling. I don't know. I don't know much about college football, but yeah, this video is not good. It's funny because the the guy who posted the video is actually the LSU player. Like he threw the coach under the bus. Yeah, it's tough. All right, is that all we got for Bessie Internet from you? It is indeed. Is it is your Bessie Internet's always gonna include something to do with college football? Is that just a trend from now on? I don't think so. I think it just happened to be so this week. Interesting. All right. I got one more. Uh, this one, we're now getting into more disturbing news stories, but I just thought we had to cover this. We already covered, like, Hitman and murdering, so we might as well move on to this one. Uh, so there was a New Hampshire woman. Uh, I'm not really sure how Social Security payments really work, but apparently, like, if at a certain age, I think you get Social Security payments every month. Uh, fact check me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I think that's how it works. Uh, so this woman, her mom died in May after Memorial Day. She died of natural causes. There wasn't any foul play here. She was just old and she died. And her daughter, who's 54, kept the mom's body, dead corpse, in the house, hidden for six months. And she never pronounced her dead just so she could keep collecting the Social Security payments. Because once you pronounce someone as dead, they no longer get social security payments, I'd assume. So she kept her mother's dead corpse hidden in her house for six months just to collect the social security payments. Uh, it's a little disturbing considering it's her mother, but police, like people didn't see, obviously people didn't see her for six months, the, the dead mother. 
So then people asked, like, I think her family asked to go check, do a welfare check at the daughter's house, and the daughter refused to let them in. So then they got a, a search warrant, and they discovered the, the dead body inside. When the autopsy determined she died of natural causes around Memorial Day in May. So it's it's interesting because obviously the daughter didn't kill her or anything. She didn't do anything like to the mom that was like kill her or do anything with the body. She just hid the body in the basement or something. So it's like, yeah, obviously it's illegal, but like on what grounds? Apparently tampering with a dead corpse is a, is a possible charge. Uh, so this is just a very, very disturbing story. And it's a little concerning that the daughter cares more about the social security payments than actually having a proper burial or proper ceremony for her mother after her death. I don't think the mom died for this. The mom did not die for this to happen. And it's it shows that some people have their priorities a little skew. Obviously, the money was her priority here. I assume they took away the payments from her. Now she's in jail for a little bit. But I thought that was a, an interesting, slightly disturbing, odd story to share with our viewers, or listeners. Any thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, I don't really know what to say to that. That's, I think, a little more than just a, a bit disturbing. It's, I, think, I would say very disturbing, and uh, I hope this woman goes to jail for fraud and whatever else, whatever, whatever other charges she could receive. That, the that family, there must be some major problems in that family for the daughter to oh, get yeah. away with. How does the daughter get away with hiding the dead mom for six months? Like I, no, I have no idea. No it's husband, really no other up. siblings, no cousins. That is that is horrifying. All right, that is... Actually, I'm going to do one more quick article. This is just a warning to our viewers. I saw this, and if any of you... Chris, do you have a Christmas tree in your house? I do not. I will be getting one, though. Are you going to get a real Christmas tree or a fake Christmas tree? Uh, obviously real. Okay, good. That's the answer I was looking for. So, keep an eye out. Make sure when the Christmas tree comes in your house, you look for walnut-sized lumps hanging from the tree branches. They look like mini pine cones. Alright? Probably about yay big. Uh, make sure you look out for those, because apparently a lot of Christmas trees this year are reported to have praying mantis eggs on it. And if you bring the Christmas tree in your house with the praying mantis eggs in it, 100 to 200 praying mantises will hatch inside your house and crawl all over your apartment or house. So I don't think you want that happening. Apparently this is a common problem that's happened in the past. So if you see a walnut-sized lump on your Christmas tree, make sure to cut it off and put it outside because if because the warm temperature in your house makes the eggs hatch faster. So if you don't keep an eye out for it, you could have hundreds of praying mantises walking around your house, which would be slightly disturbing. So that's just a warning to all our listeners. Make sure you keep an eye out for that this Christmas season. I absolutely will. Thank you for the warning, Sammy. You're welcome. You're so welcome. All right. I think we beat Bessie Internet to death today. That was 25 minutes. All right. Yeah, ready to move on. Uh, NFL recap after this quick break. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, now we will be doing our NFL recap segment. Let's not try not to make it too long, because we spent a lot of time on that Best the Internet segment. Uh, if you listened to the podcast uh, a few days ago, you know we did our betting picks and our predictions. So just a quick little recap. Another week, another big loss for Chris. It's just what you've come to see and come to know at this point. Uh, I defeated him once again. He made six picks. He went three for six on his picks. I went three for four. He was 50%. I was 75%. 
So last week, as you remember, he also lost, even though that podcast was never published. We made it very clear that he lost. So that's two in a row for him. Uh, he's not very happy about it, but I'm confident that my picks are just better and more more locks than his from now on. So if anybody wants to make picks, make sure you listen to me and not Chris. Uh, I'm sure he's going to counter that very shortly. But we're going to get started here with the first game we're going to talk about. We're going to go over the games we picked and the most interesting games. So the first one we're going to start off with is a game we both made picks on. So as you remember a few days ago, uh, the Ravens versus Browns. I took the Ravens plus 2.5. Chris took the Browns minus 2.5. And Chris, you care to share what happened in this game and any complaints you may have? I mean, I don't really have complaints. It was just a, a very bad beat for me. Um, I texted Sammy at halftime of this game when it was 23-3 to Cleveland. And Lamar Jackson had been hurt and stretched it off the field, so it was the backup quarterback. So I thought, there's no way that the Ravens are going to come back with a backup quarterback to cover the spread. Unfortunately, they did. It was a disgusting, disgusting backdoor cover. Um, I really don't have that much more to say about it. It was a, it was a really tough beat for me. It's, sh- it's just shocking how bad the Browns are and... I don't know. I mean, like, really, I don't feel that bad because this is a bet that I re- I read the bet correctly. Like, I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I had it all down. And if I could go back, I was going to pick their side. But my reasoning still stands, right? I think the Browns coming off a bye, they played the Ravens twice in a row for them. So they, just, they could prepare three straight weeks for the Ravens. So I think it made sense that they won the game. It just is – it's – ridiculous that uh the ravens were able to get a a sneaky backdoor cover so not that much more to say you can make this you're making it sound like the browns probably should have won by more here which i agree with but yet again you look at look at it this way the ravens were able to lose by only two points with lamar jackson out with their backup quarterback they're able to come within two and this isn't like they scored a flu touchdown at the end of the game they actually got the ball back with about a minute left, and all they needed a field goal was to win the game, and he couldn't convert on fourth down. So just to be clear, they almost had a chance to win the game too, so the Browns almost lost this game. I don't know. If the Ravens are able to come this close and almost win with their backup quarterback and how terribly they played in the first half, I think it just goes to show that the pick for this game was always the Ravens. Because if the Browns would have won this game by more points, then you would have said, okay, whatever, Lamar Jackson was out. The back quarterback sucks, right? But no, I mean, even with the backup quarterback, they're able to cover the spread. I mean, to be fair, people are saying that this backup quarterback almost played better than Lamar Jackson was playing in the first half, which is looking at the stats, it might be true. He actually had a good game. He completed 27 passes, 270 yards, and a touchdown. But I don't know. I never liked Chris's Browns pick in this game, and I was scared at halftime, but I was actually impressed by the backup quarterback, and he got the job done. So that was my first victory of the day and Chris's first loss of the day except that first of all the Ravens were down 10-0 when Lamar got hurt they ran into nothing on offense if you go back and listen to your analysis of that game it was completely wrong like everything that you said about your prediction for the game was wrong everything I said was completely accurate 
it just so happens that the Ravens come back and are able to cover the spread. So you won this one. Like, I'm not – it is what it is. It I would like to clarify that it has nothing to do with uh, what I said. The pick is all that matters. I can talk all I want. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The pick is all that matters. I'm just saying that for you to act like this is something you saw coming the whole time is absurd because of what you said before the game happened. I'm just going to make it clear that I think if Lamar Jackson did not get injured, the Ravens would have won this game by 10 points. I think they were going to heat up and they were going to come back and just, just the Browns looked terrible. Like they could barely beat the backup. They didn't look terrible in the first half and they were up 10-0. And they were yes, but in the second half, they looked terrible in the second. Time. That's my point. I think in the second half, Lamar Jackson would have run wild on them and the Ravens would have won this game. Why but did you yes, run wild on them the first four possessions they had? You know, we, Lamar Jackson tends to struggle in the first half. He always comes oh, back he tends to struggle in the first half. Sammy. Okay, I'm just saying, I don't. you can't mock me because I, I got the pick right here. Yes, I agree that what I predicted in the... Uh, episode on Friday did not come true in this game, but I got the pick right because nobody predicted that Lamar Jackson would get injured in the first quarter, so let's stop throwing heat at me. I got the pick right. You were wrong. 1-0 me, 0-1 you. Thank you. Okay, let's, let's move on to a less contentious game. The Cowboys versus the Washington football team. We both had the Cowboys minus 4.5 and, and the Cowboys did win 27-20. to 20. So this is one that we both got right. Um, I was this. I think this is my lock of the week. I was very confident about this one. The football team actually made it close towards the end. Uh, it it looked like it, the pick was in danger for a little bit, but it ended up being totally fine. Not a convincing display by the Cowboys, but they got a dub, and that's kind of all that matters. Uh, yes, people are talking about the Cowboys being Super Bowl contenders. I really don't see it anymore. What they're playing, Dak did not have a good game. 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with them. I mean, obviously they won the game, but obviously you're supposed to beat Washington if you're a Super Bowl contender team. The run game continues to be a little bit of a struggle. Zeke, 12 for 45. Corey he Clement, third. Yes, but so is Tony Pollard, but they're playing him. Corey Clement, the offensive line doesn't look as good as it used to, in my opinion. The receivers... They all did fine. They split it pretty evenly. Like, they all had five, six, seven catches for 50, 60 yards. I don't know. At this level of play, I don't see the Cowboys making a deep playoff run. Washington's a playoff team right now, shockingly, but they're obviously not that good. This was... A, obviously, it would have been a good win for Washington, but I'm just not happy with the way the Cowboys are playing now. I think you agree with that. Yeah, I do. Dak started off the season so strong. It's kind of tailed off recently. Now is I think, ranked 26th in QBR behind players like Tyler Taylor Heineke. So that's, I think, an, an indicative of the level of performance he's had over the past few weeks. I remember the first game, he had a monster game, and people were talking like he's going to be the first quarterback to ever have 6,000 passing yards because the extra game, blah, blah, blah. And now he's not even in the top three for passing yards, I don't think. So I'm not going to say he's had a bad season. The Cowboys are playing well. They're 9-4, and four, so he's obviously had a pretty good season. But I've ex- like I expected more from like I'm not, I'm not gonna say I expected more from the Cowboys. I just expected a better yardage season from him. But we'll see. He can always get hot. The running game can always get hot with Tony Pollard back, and maybe they'll make a run. But that was just it was just a boring game in my opinion. Okay, so we can now move into we can do two of my picks that you weren't on. So that would be the Falcons. I had them money line plus one twenty versus the Panthers. And the Bengals plus two versus the 49ers. So the, I won the first one, the Falcons. They beat the Panthers 29-21. This is a game I just did not 
understand how the Panthers were favored. And even with that, I just thought the Falcons were going to win, so I took a money line, which obviously was the correct decision. Cam Newton is just very, very bad. Uh, he was 15 for 23 for 178 yards and interception. P.J. Walker came in the game through interception as well. They were both just very, very bad. The running game was nowhere to be seen. Cam Newton rushed 10 times for 47 yards. Chuba Hubbard rushed 10 times for 33 yards. Just really, really rough all around. Cam Newton lost a fumble. P.J. Walker lost a fumble. Like it, it was just, it was really hard to watch the Panthers play. They are not the same team without McCaffrey. I think we all knew that. This is a game that I was just very confident in the whole time. The next one is the Bengals versus the 49ers. I lost this one. Another horrific beat for me. Pan or the Bengals come all the way back. They tie it 20-20, goes to overtime. The Bengals get the ball first and cannot score a touchdown, so it makes it 23-20. Of course, 49ers come and score a touchdown to walk it off, so I lose this game because the 49ers won by three, and I had the Bengals plus two. So just another disgusting, disgusting beat on my part. And then finally, uh, my last pick that we did not have is the Buccaneers versus the Bills. I had the Buccaneers minus three, and they won by six. So this is actually a beat that went in my favor. It went to overtime. The Bills got the ball first, but could not score. Went three and out. And then Tom Brady, the GOAT, the MVP frontrunner, uh, won the game for the Buccaneers. And those are my picks. So, And then I was also on the Monday Night Game. We can talk about that later. So We will my, be debriefing that game shortly. Absolutely. So my Sunday picks, I went uh, three for five, Sammy. Yes. Uh the playoff picture is getting very interesting now, actually. I'm just looking through it. Obviously, the Cardinals losing that game. NFC now, you'll think the Packers will get the first seed. And the first seed is very important this year because only one team in each division gets the bye, obviously. I, Buccaneers are almost locks to make it. Cardinals are almost locks to make it. Cowboys will definitely win that division. Rams will definitely be a... I mean, the Rams could pass the Cardinals in the NFC West. We know probably both the Cardinals and Rams are going to make it. But now the 6th and 7th team in the NFC, it's getting interesting. The Niners, I think they're going to make it now probably. They're 6th now. Seven teams make it this year uh, from each division. The Niners will probably make it. And then the 7th seed, I think a, I think a bad team is going to make the playoffs in the NFC. It's either going to be Washington, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans. I don't know. A bad team's probably going to make it. I mean, we're talking about the Falcons as if they're always a horrible team, but they actually have a chance now to make the playoffs, which is quite odd. I, I just don't know. The seventh seed in the NFC should be a really bad team. Then whoever is the second seed will have an easy game in the, the first round, in my opinion. I think the AFC is much stronger this year. Would you? I think Chris would agree with that. I would not agree with that. I mean, you would not agree with that. Yeah, I think I that think, the AFC, wow. the middle of the AFC is stronger. Like, you've got... The Bills, the Colts, the Browns, the Bengals, the Broncos even, all kind of fighting for that last those last two spots, and those are all decent teams. But if we're talking about actual legit Super Bowl contenders, they're all the NFC, really. I mean, out of the NFC, I can see the Packers, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Rams, and the 49ers making a Super Bowl run. In the AFC, I mean the Patriots, the Chiefs. 
Okay, I'm going to I'm I, I agree the NFC is more Super Bowl contenders, but I'm just going to say in the AFC right now, the Browns, Bengals, Broncos and Raiders are all out of the playoffs, and I think all four of those teams are better than the Washington football team, the Eagles and those teams. Are. So I think the teams on the bubble in the AFC are much better than the teams in the bubble in the NFC. Yeah, like the middle of the AFC is better than the middle of the NFC, but the top five the nfc is way better than top five of the afc fine yes but i think there's more good teams in the afc and there's more really good teams in the nfc that, that might sound stupid but that's maybe no no I'll, I'll, I'll buy it the listeners have to decide for themselves you know we'll see what happens all right i don't know that was a dumb conversation but let's just move on we quickly quickly to my picks we discussed the cowboys we discussed the Ravens. Oh, I took the Raiders plus 8.5. That was an absolute debacle of a pick. You should get two losses for that. In hindsight, looking back, I, to be fair, on the podcast, I said that was my least favorite pick, and I'm not really sure I like it, and it proved to be true. I was holding on hope that the Raiders at their best and the Chiefs like playing mediocrely, the Raiders would be able to keep it close, but it just wasn't even close from the start. The Raiders proved to be well, well inferior to the Chiefs in that game. And not only did they not cover the 8.5 spread, I think they lost by 40 points. So that was a bad pick. But every week I'll give myself one bad pick. I 75% is probably the, the target and above. So hopefully some weeks we go four for four. But I get one bad pick each week, and that was the one this week. Uh, so I have nothing else to say about that one because it was just it was gross to watch. All right, last game to talk about is the Rams-Cardinals Monday Night Football. Uh, both of us made a pick on this game it was our final pick on the friday podcast i went with the rams plus 2.5 and chris was so confident very confident with the cardinals minus 2.5 he seemed to think the cardinals were super bowl contenders best team in the nfl minus 2.5 i don't know if he still believes they're the best team in the nfl but the game summary the rams defeated the cardinals 30 to 23 any comments you have about this game chris yeah, I was very confident about this one when I made the pick. I will say that as time went on, I became less and less confident. On Monday morning, I actually, if I could go back, I Monday morning I thought to myself, like, I would switch this pick because I I just I lost faith in the Cardinals as time went on. I, I think they're a very good team still. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I just I think I think it's hard to lose the same team twice if you're the Rams. I think that Sean McVay really wanted to win this game because he and Cliff Kingsbury do kind of have a little rivalry going on there. And yeah, it was, it was a tough pick for me. What I find more annoying is that I had Matt Gay, the uh, Rams kicker, and he did pretty well actually, but I ended up scoring 218.5 fantasy points. If Matt Gay had scored one additional fantasy point for me, I would have set the all-time league record. Instead, I came short by half a point. So that was unfortunate. But I did win. For those of you who care about that, I'm the second seed. Easily making into the playoffs because that's just what I do. I think it's unfair to go bad on Matt Gay after he had a fantastic kicking performance. I'm sorry, he was one point short. But he did have a very good fantasy kicking performance overall. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm not even hard on him. I just like. Also, I I, I could have if I had started Saquon Bark instead of Nick Chubb, I would have set the record as well. I just I like I don't blame myself too much for that because 
I don't think that anyone would have decided to do that before the game because of how single I'm very much recently. upset because I going into this week I had the number one seed and I had the bye week for the playoffs sealed up and then I lost and the person in second place won and they have more points for so they passed me so now I no longer have the bye week and I must play next week in the wild card round of the fantasy playoffs which is quite frustrating yeah it's unfortunate uh the guy in uh, so I'm nine and five the guy in first eleven and three if he had lost, he won by half a point this week. If he had lost, he'd be 10-4, and four, and I'm playing him next week. So if I had beaten him next week, I would have been the number one overall seed. It's but great. It I think out of all much, of, so. Like, honestly, I think out of all the things our listeners care about, our fantasy teams is probably very low on that list. So Our team is so like, good, though. Uh, just a little recap. We did our picks there. I assume on Friday we will record once again. And we will make our betting picks, our preview for the next week. Uh, we said we'd put money on it this week. We kind of forgot to do that. So hopefully next week uh, we remember. And there's also some exciting news that Chris, I'm pretty sure I've told you, but I've not told him I'm making this announcement. Very exciting news. Uh, I will be coming to New York on Friday for a week. So there's potential that the first ever Mind the Gap in-person podcast might occur with both of us in the same room together. Do you agree, Chris? Would that be possible? Yeah, certainly possible. Certainly could happen. I think I don't think I think it's almost guaranteed, actually. Uh, so I'll be getting there. Fr- we'll probably record Friday morning before I leave, uh, and then I'll be there for a week. And I think we'll record Monday in person potentially, and then maybe again Thursday or something. So definitely expect a Monday in-person podcast with us in the same room uh, which is exciting we've yet to do that uh, so that should be a good time uh, i'm excited to come there for a week christmas season in new york is always exciting yes sir. Uh, so i just wanted to make that announcement to let people know that we will be together in person for the first time for a podcast next week very exciting times it is indeed all right sam any final words for the listeners uh we only did two segments today, but we dragged it on for 45 minutes, shockingly. So, uh, another successful episode. Uh, maybe for next episode, we'll come up with a different segment or something to keep people on their toes. Maybe we'll come up with a more, with a different or more interesting segment. We'll see what we come up with. Uh, but for now, I think it was a very nice, best the internet today. Hope everyone enjoyed. And we will see you on Friday. Chris, do you have anything to say before we finish off? I do not. See you on Friday. Adios. Mm-hmm.